Hey everyone and welcome to the 5 and 5 Live podcast. Uh, today we're a little bit earlier than usual, normally it's straight after question time on the Thursday, uh, but today we're doing it in fact before question time on the Thursday, so if a whole lot of things happen in question time that you wanted to know about, um, find out elsewhere. But uh, joining me today in the room, straight after we've heard the address from President Marcos of the Philippines, uh, joining me here is Zanita Mascarenas, the Labor MP for the seat of Swan. Welcome, Zanita. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, and Zanita's one of the members when we won a whole lot of seats in Western Australia at the election, which was critical to us being a majority government. Uh, Zanita was one of those. So, Everybody on the podcast is welcome, but you are really welcome. Oh, the, 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 well, hopefully I get to come back in future parliaments as well. Right. This is the plan. This is the plan. Now, first of all, let's start with the best of the week. Now, that'll be the first time you've heard that guitar music. That is actually our parliamentary band. What, what did you think? The Well, I know a tight band when I hear one, so very impressive. Very happy with that. Okay, so we'll start with some of the some of the best things. Obviously, this week the tax cuts finally passed the parliament. What sort of feedback have you been getting on that in, in your part of the world? Uh, it's been phenomenal, like, uh, like knocking on doors, speaking to people, letting them know that we've been listening and we understand that cost of living has been really challenging, but we are a government that listens and acts. And when we explain that we changed our mind to make sure that we benefit more people, people are like, hell yeah, I'm up for that. Uh, and so, yeah, it's been like so well received. Oh, that's good. Because I, I love that over the last the last couple of weeks we had we had the IR changes going through so that people will learn more. We've now had this go through so that people will keep more of what they earn. Uh, it's sort of this this moment where we've just started the year with all the things that are the reason that you you want to have a Labor government. Absolutely. And um, the truth is with the conversations that I've been having with people, they're so grateful that this is a government that listens and acts and, um, and that we're adaptable as well. Not sure if you can hear the bell at the moment, but the bell that's flashing is because there is a division in the Senate and neither of us are senators. So we will keep going. Uh, but sorry if you got that noise. That's just part of recording here. I should let you know that... Um, at You're the not great, a senator. No, no. no <laughs> at, at the great debate that Katie Gallagher had last night, oh, there yes. was references to this podcast and the fact that the Senate is maybe mentioned once every eight months. Oh, well, they just got another mention. <laughs> okay, so we'll be able to do it again at the end of the year. <laughs> uh, we, uh, so best moments of the week, what stood out for you? The, well, like, oh, oh, well... Passing the tax yep. cuts, I have to say, is the number one because it's the thing that's going to impact the most Australians. We've kind of talked about it, but it's um, this is this is what why we're here. This is what we do, and so I'm really excited to be able to chat to community members to say that you'll have more money in your pay packet from the first of July. So that has to be the number one moment because that's the reason why we're here to change people's lives. Now I'm going to try to do a lighter moment um, <laughs> in a very lighter sense, but this is really hard because it, because it's a visual moment. So <laughs> the, during question time, the, uh, there's a skylight in the house of representatives. So the sun moves from member to member, usually on the opposition benches, uh, at different points. 
and there's a guy uh, called Garth Hamilton uh, who potentially no listeners to this podcast have ever heard of him, but you, you have now. He's a, a, a conservative member from Queensland and the light – and he, like, never stops interjecting. He was going off and off while the PM was answering a question and just as he was shouting – the sunlight just shines on him. So this is, whenever it shines, there's just a glow around them. And the the PM looks just straight at him while he's interjecting and says, the light shines upon the member for Groom, but it doesn't make him any brighter. The, uh, it was classic, classic sledging. Um, we all burst out laughing. And um, this is where I'll say embarrassingly the thing that Gareth and I share in common is that we're both engineers. But... Um, what I would say is that there's plenty of engineers that have graduated that aren't very um, useful engineers. But, <laughs> well, yeah. Anyone relying on an engineer can probably be glad that he, he became a member of parliament. <laughs> uh, yes. Whereas for you, we'll take it as valuable work experience before yeah. you got here. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I actually worked as an engineer. I don't think that engineer was actually listed in his job titles in right. previous lives. So there you go. <laughs> uh, now, the scare campaigns all kicked off again and uh, there are a few different moments where there were some great riffs off the back of them. Uh, but Catherine King, I think, really nailed it when they're there. This was a scare campaign about the vehicle efficiency standards uh, because, of course, a lot of people won't realise in Australia we're one of the only countries where there's actually no fuel standards. So we end up getting dumped with really inefficient cars that cost a hell of a lot more to run because these standards haven't been in place. So it's quite a modest change. But the alarm... um, It's been ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. When the 47th Parliament was elected, in my mind, the climate wars were over. But no, absolutely not. And um, they are so alarmist when it relates to this. And... um, and the truth is people that use utes in my electorate want more efficient ones. That, that's what they want. They don't want to be like Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so Catherine took it all the way back to some of the fear campaigns they were running 20 years ago with the $100 lamb roast. Let, let's just have a quick listen to Catherine now. Well, here we go again. <laughs> the political party a $100 lamb roast. I had lamb on the weekend and I don't Order. remember it being $100. It was very nice. Thank you very Order. much. The party of Wyala will be wiped off the map. I haven't been there recently. I know the Prime Minister has. Millions of dollars of investment going into Wyala. And, of course, the end of the weekend. Well, we saw it. Here Order. we go again. You cannot believe a single thing these chicken littles of Australian <laughs> politics say. Catherine is just formidable in the House. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting. There's been a couple of references from uh, the Speaker about there are some members where the interjections from the other side, they just they go off the charts. And it's Catherine King and Julie Collins in particular and I, th- I think the, well, some of the Liberals and Nats are very challenged by the concept of strong women ministers, I suspect. Yeah, strong, intelligent, articulate, formidable women. They are intimidated by that. And that's one of the reasons why we continue to not see women being pre-selected in federal seats. And so, yeah. <laughs> now, of all the, the things that um, I never expected, what... Like you expect ministers to know different things, 
Jason Clare's knowledge of every <laughs> job that people had before they came into politics was was phenomenal. I mean, we've, mm-hmm. we've both got the list in front of us here, but like he knew. He he knew where Christy McBain had worked at Pedro's Mexican restaurant. Um, now I knew where Jason had worked because he used to actually serve me those <laughs> um, that cheese bread at Sizzlers at Caramar. I know the recipe for that. Oh that, really? Yeah, I do. It's okay. basically half parmesan cheese, half garlic, half butter. Okay. Okay. So. As long as it can work on gluten free be- okay. bread, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, this recipe will poison me. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but he went through different occupations, um, uh, Meryl Swanson at the brewery in Newcastle, but then he gave, he referred to the member for Hinkler having worked as a lifeguard. And at this moment behind me, I think it was Pat Conroy, calls out Baywatch. <laughs> and I now, I now have an image of the Nationals Resources Minister, Keith Pitt, that I don't think I'm ever going to get out of my head. <laughs> I, I, I think this week was just one of those weeks where you get a moment that you just, a, a picture that I wish I didn't have, but now for all the listeners, the, they got it too. The, I, I think that's waiting to be a meme. So, like, <laughs> can someone go out there and Photoshop that? But not send it to me, please. It's bad <laughs> enough already. Hey, let's go to the worst. Did you prefer that guitar riff? The I'm positive. I, I, I prefer the positive stuff. But we, okay. Okay. but we need to know the negatives. So You need some music to be a little bit angry. Yes. A yeah. little bit angry. That's fair. <laughs> uh, okay, let's start. What did you think was the worst moment of the week? The, well, like, I well, 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 <laughs> Scott Morrison's valedictory speech. Okay. So, yeah, and I'd say that it was a long time coming. Um, in the corporate world, no one would last that long that was that incompetent um, after failing their performance review. And um, it's extraordinary that incompetence is rewarded in the Liberal Party and um, but we're t- towards the end of a chapter. Well, we had his first valedictory speech where he referred to his time as Prime Minister. I presume there's five more to come for the, <laughs> the various jobs that he had. Um, I know crossbenchers want to do things to, to get attention. Um, I'm not sure I've ever seen what happened this week. And once again, how about you try the visuals on describing? Yeah, from a crossbencher perspective, um, Bob Catter and Andrew Wilkie, oh, my gosh, dressing up as pigs. That's a visual I will never be able to get out of my mind. But what was really fascinating is was seeing how much they were willing to put their snouts in the trough and snort like a pig. It was, like, really fascinating. Well, you, like, Nick Xenophon used to do this sort of stuff all the time, but they'd all, he'd always sort of go around with a big grin about how silly is, is this. They were in character. <laughs> <laughs> they were just completely in character. It was like, as arts minister, I was impressed. <laughs> the, and it almost felt like it was charades, except they weren't acting. So it was kind of like, goodness me. Uh Something that was bad in terms of what we saw revealed this week but also really bad in terms of the response of one member of parliament in particular, we had the gender pay gap data come out and for a long time Labor had campaigned that this data that was already being submitted should be made public so you could work out which companies had the worst gender pay gap. Uh, But what Matt Canavan said about this, I 
I never saw coming. The, I think it's extraordinary that he described the data as useless and in my mind it shows the, the total disregard for women in the workplace and it's just extraordinary that these people are in the parliament. But then to also describe it as an Andrew Tate recruitment drive, like, yeah, yeah like what planet is he on? And this is where, like, the gender pay gap, it's still too high but 12 is the lowest it's ever been since it was recorded and that's because of the laws that we've changed and what we've been doing uh, and we'll keep going with it. Uh, but the the other thing that happened after he made those comments, Susan Lee, Deputy Leader of the Liberal Party, came out and said, you know, that's wrong, he shouldn't have said it. But if you look at Peter Dutton, he didn't say a word. Like... When you get a statement that outrageous, why would a leader be silent? The the and the truth is, it's intentional. It's absolutely intentional, and actions speak louder than words. And the fact that he has not spoken is an indication that he does not. He's not on the side of women. Like that's yeah. the bottom line. Now, one of the things that was just really awful the way they operated this week, they started with a series of questions that were really designed to make people suspicious of, of immigrants. That, that was what they were trying to do. And when one of the early questions was asked, someone on the opposition benches sitting you know, a little bit behind Peter Dutton whistled during the question and Anne Alley sitting behind me uh, just said straight away, it was a dog whistle. Yeah. And I, I think that really summarised some of some of what they were doing, but then the, the fear campaigns went from immigration through to these vehicle efficiency standards yeah. uh, and and the mocking of that scare campaign by the PM I think was phenomenal. Let's, let's have a quick listen to that. The, the leader of the opposition's used car model. It's noisy, it's unreliable, it only turns right, <laughs> it only works in reverse, won't ever go forward. Only goes backwards. I won't drive in Melbourne at night. <laughs> you got to remember all those migrants. <laughs> and it's made entirely of glass. <laughs> Bit of a bold design move. Bit of a bold design move from this guy. Uh, not a bad summary from the boss. Oh, <laughs> the, oh, he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. And um, and but it it show, but it reveals so much about the coalition, like whether it relates to recognizing that we are a nation that has been built on migration, to actually recognizing that Australians want to pay less fuel for their yeah. cars. Hey, look, we always finish each week, Senator, with uh, people nominating a song, yeah. uh, which for copyright reasons we're not allowed to play. Uh, but but I'm sure everyone, once they hear the song that you nominate, will have a listen to it anyway. So <laughs> what song and why do you think is the best summary of the week? The Well, I'm going to say The Great Pretender, and that's because we finally got to see the end of Scott Morrison. <laughs> okay, and I'll go... I. I, I normally gravitate to grunge or pub rock, so in keeping with that theme this week, I'm going to nominate Dolly Parton, and I'll go with, given everything about women's rights at work and the differential treatment, I'm going to go for 9 to 5 by Love Dolly it. Parton. Hey, hey, Zanita, thanks for joining us. Cool. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay, and thanks, everybody. Parliament... Uh, 
isn't sitting for a couple of weeks after this, uh, but once it's back, we'll be back with the podcast. And if you don't get the email, just go to my uh, webpage, uh, tonyburke.com.au, and you're able to subscribe to make sure that you're getting the email each week. Thanks, heaps. See ya.